You're listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Church in Huntsville, Ontario. Harvest Church is a community that exists to love God, love people, and make disciples of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. For more information about our church, visit us online at myharvestchurch.ca. Merry Christmas to you all. Um, thank you for uh, coming tonight. Um, if you're uh, if you call Harvest your home, um, good to see you. If you're here visiting, you've been invited by somebody, you were tricked to come here because they promised you dinner, um, whatever it is, uh, we are so glad that you're here. Um, Merry Christmas. And um, here's the thing, I, I don't know about you guys. Well, first of all, if you have kids and you've already burned through all your snacks and your apps and your coloring, don't worry about it. All right, Silent Night, I don't think was accurate, okay? Is if we're going to celebrate Christmas, don't worry about that, all right? Um, what I want to do tonight, though, really quickly, in the next maybe 12 minutes, is just talk a bit about Christmas. Um, I love Christmas. I'm that guy who, after Halloween, when Walmart starts playing Christmas carols, I love it, all right? I I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. Um, It's just something about Christmas where where we have this this time where, where, where there's this hope that everything's going to be made right. You, you see it in every Christmas movie, don't you? Every Hallmark movie has the exact same plot line, does it not, right? Small town girl, or sorry, big city girl goes home to small town. She's going she's gonna to fall in love with a veterinarian. They're going to save the town for Christmas, right? We, we know that Rudolph is going to get to play in all the reindeer games. We, we know that, that Buddy's going to be reconciled with his father. Christmas is going to be saved. We know that, that Ralphie is going to get the Red Rider BB gun, right? We know that Clark Griswold will get all the lights up. He's going to get that Christmas bonus. He'll build the pool. We know that, that Kevin's going to be reunited with his parents. We know that Clarence gets his wings. The Grinch and the Scrooge will grow hearts. We know that John McLean will throw Hans Gruber from the 30th floor of the Nakatomi Towers, right? Right? It's a Christmas movie. All, that's why we love Christmas movies, because everything will be made right. It's, it's the yearning of our hearts because we've been created in the image of God. It's the, the, all of these stories coming from the one true story. In fact, it was the promise that was given by Isaiah 800 years before Christ came. There was this promise that says that, that all will be made right, that hope is coming, that a Savior is coming. It says this, that he's a mighty God, the wonderful counselor, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then this hope that, that God gives through Isaiah, Isaiah says this, that it's a hope that's coming to people who are living in deep darkness. It's a hope for people with uncertain futures. It's a hope for people with fear, with loneliness, with hopelessness, that are helpless. And this promise in Isaiah reminds us that, that Christmas is not about God coming to give a high five to those who are doing things so well in life. No, he came for those in need of good news, for those who are living in deep darkness. So Christmas is not so much, oh, come all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. No, at Christmas, it's actually this good news that God came for those who were faithless, who were joyless, who were defeated. And there's that moment when after hundreds of years, all these hundreds of prophecies about Jesus coming, and God says, this is the day. Angels, get ready. Go make the announcement. And as great as a promise is, as amazing as prophecies are, an announcement's far greater than a prophecy, right? right? A, a prophecy, a promise is when you click on purchase on Amazon online, right? But the announcement is when the box comes to your door, right? In the book of Luke, as he writes about the life of Christ from eyewitness accounts, we see this announcement of, of God fulfilling his promise that he gave to Isaiah and angels show up on the scene and, and in the dark of night to a bunch of shepherds, they make an announcement of all announcements, 
In the same region, it says, they were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And, and think about what's happening in that moment. See, in the first century, shepherds, we, we think shepherds are cute because our kids play them in, in, in Christmas plays with their bathrobes and the thing on their head, the tea towel, right? But, but shepherds in the first century, they, they were the lowest of the rung of society. Most of them were thieves and ex-cons. And, and that's where the first announcement of Jesus is made. In fact, the first visitors to Jesus were these shepherds. Imagine that. Imagine if you're a mom and you just have given birth to your newborn and a person shows up at the hospital or your home and, 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 and there's this ex-con at the door going, hey, yeah, me and my buddies want to see your baby, right? None of us will be okay with a group of strangers, let alone ex-cons, seeing our newborn baby, but that's precisely who God invites to the party. And it says this in Luke, it says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. So you've got the lowest of the low and you've got the glory of God coming together in that field. It's, it's such good news for us because whether this Christmas is the lowest of your lows or the highest of your highs, the good news is that God meets us right where we're at. Now it says this, when the glory of the Lord shone around him, it says that the shepherds were afraid. And that, that makes sense, right? If you think about it, a, a, a multitude of angels. And remember, angels, they're not little babies in diapers with bow and arrow, right? That's, that, although that would be freaky. That wouldn't be scary, all right? There are these, these warriors, these spiritual warriors. But I, I think there's something else going on here. Why the shepherds would be afraid? Because they know this is an announcement from heaven. When I was in school and it came on the PA system, would Kai Ballantyne please come to the office? Not once did I think, I wonder if I won something. No, right? <laughs> and so here, this behold, this message from heaven coming to these shepherds, and my guess is they're thinking, this is a word from a holy God. This is the word from the creator of the universe. Man, we're done for. But the first words out of the angels' mouths were, fear not. Fear not. Did you know that fear not is the most spoken command in all of Scripture? Fear not or don't be anxious. In fact, there are over 366 times where that command, fear not, don't be anxious, is found in Scripture. 366. I think for this, I think that every day of the year we need to hear that, including leap year, right? Fear not. Fear not. In the darkness of whatever's going on in your life right now, as, as, as you put your hope in Jesus Christ, that you could hear these words from a sovereign, loving God. Fear not. They said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. There's this good news that's coming to these shepherds, to us. Good news that, that Jesus didn't just come to make our circumstances better. No, he came to make us right with God. That's why it's good news of great joy for all people. And, and this is what it is. They say, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior. Not a teacher, not a rabbi, not a miracle worker, not, not a person that wants to start a religion. No, a savior is born. Not, not someone who's coming to make you a better version of you because ultimately we're not a bunch of mistakers in need of a life coach. We're sinners in need of a savior. Like, hey, Merry Christmas. You just called me a sinner. What's up with that? I think we all know that though, don't we? When, when we pause and think about where our lives are at. And, and not just that we break God's laws. We can't even keep our own laws. Or it's going to be about a week where, where most of us are going to make a list of things that we're going to break those promises by February, right? 
You don't need to be a church-going person to understand or to feel the impact of sin, whether it's your own sin and you, you feel guilt and shame or, or it's sin that was done to you and you feel the hurt and the pain of that or just the sin going on in our world and you, and you see the heartache and the confusion and Jesus steps into the mess of that, into the mess of our sinful hearts as a savior to bring new life. And so on Christmas, this announcement is finally made. Behold, I bring good news good news. Good news that Jesus came to fulfill the hundreds of prophecies. Good news that Jesus came and he actually was born in a manger in Bethlehem to a virgin. That he then fulfills all the requirements of holiness. He lives a perfect life that you and I would have to live if we want to be in relationship with God. He lives that life in our place and then dies for us instead of us as a sacrificial lamb to end all sacrificial lambs. He dies to take our penalty for our sins so we could be made right with a holy God. And then, and then, buried in a grave. And then just like he said, three days later, he rose again. The tomb is empty. And if the tomb is empty, listen, anything is possible. That's the good news of great joy. Not, not just happiness of better circumstances because happiness can be so temporary, but, but Jesus is saying, no, I offer you joy, the joy of a life that's eternally transformed, sin forgiven, adopted into the family of God. Christmas is the good news of a savior for sinners just like you and me. It's a joy for all people, it says. If you think about it, every other world philosophy or religion all of them have the idea of redemption, but, but what they offer is this. You need to be a better version of you. And if, if you do more good than you do bad by the time you die, may, maybe then if you, if you can weigh the scale the right way, then, then you're going to be okay. Listen, that's not good news. That's kind of okay advice. At worst, it's a burden we could never bear trying to outweigh the good with the bad in life and having that to be your hope of heaven. Listen, it's like when you're in school and you're getting close to the end of the semester and you do that little math game where you're kind of adding up the grades you've got and the grades you're going to need on the final exam to be able to pass the course, right? You're like, okay. Like if you were like me, I'm like, okay, I just need 187% on this exam and I'm going to get a C plus, right? Listen, at Christmas, we celebrate the fact that God does not wait for us to get our act together. No, no, that God comes to us. Jesus came to right the wrong, to heal the broken, to take care of our fear, to provide forgiveness and hope. So this Christmas, here's my prayer for us. My prayer for you is this, that you would hear the shouts of those angels Remember the ultimate gift given is Jesus coming to rescue, to save. That in the, in the midst of any fear or brokenness, that hope is invaded. That Jesus came. Jesus came to, to make it possible for your past to be completely forgiven. Your future to be sure. So no matter what this Christmas season brings to you and your family, that you have a hope, that you can have a, a hope that, that the world can't touch. You have a hope that no one can take from you, a hope of a relationship with your heavenly father. If you don't know Jesus, this hope that you have, it's as simple as ABC. Being a Christian isn't easy, but, but putting your hope in Christ, becoming a Christian, following Jesus, it's, it's simple. ABC, this would be, it would be a simple prayer. Maybe even now in the quiet of your heart. A is just this, that you would say, God, I admit I'm a sinner in need of a savior. 
God, you're right. My, my way is not working. I need to be saved from my sins. B is this, that, that you would believe. You, you would say, Jesus, I believe that you came on a rescue mission for me. I believe that when you were on that cross and you said, it is finished, that it meant me, that it counted for me. And then C is this, you just confess. Jesus, I confess that you are Lord. You are Savior. Let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you that even tonight, that at Christmas we recognize you have the, the power to interrupt the universe, to change even the path of stars, to turn the wheels of history. And so you also have the power to interrupt our lives. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for this good news. Thank you that you can interrupt our lives even tonight. And God, I pray this. I pray that we don't walk out of here without coming to grips with who you are. Lord, that we would, we would understand that our fear has been taken care of. And, and like the shepherds, rather than just staying in fear, the shepherds moved in faith to seek you out. And God, I pray tonight, I pray that across this room, there would be men and women and young people who would say, that's what I want to because that's what I need. I need the hope of Christmas today. That across this room, there'd be people who'd say, Jesus, that's me. I'm that sinner in need of a savior. And I believe that, that when you died on the cross, it counted for me. And I, I confess that you are Lord. And that from this moment on, I'm gonna live in this new hope of this new life. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Would you stand with me as we sing together?